I feel like a lot of fucking in a person's life happens between 21 and 27. It's full of cocaine. Yeah. Lots of cocaine. Big time. Supposedly uncut cocaine. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son Podcast. It's probably about to be sweating their asses off. Yep. It's that time of year, folks. We live in the state that is closest to the sun. It's verified by science, and it is starting to get warm. And this time of year, our air conditioning is still hibernating, and is uh, we're, we're like tapping on the, the hibernation cave, and it's just like, go away. You said that in a very old man way. Well, it reminded me of uh, Idiocracy. Go away, Baton. Oh, yeah. What a life to live. A big tub of butter, a toilet recliner. And I know. He's just beating off in there. Is that your idea of heaven? Like when you die no, one day? <laughs> definitely would don't want to have to eat a tub of butter. Um, um, but that's pretty good. But you're not counting that out. No. Yeah, so I remember a couple years ago we did an episode, and I think it got to 85 degrees in the podcasting studio. But oh. you know what? We still pump them out. Yep. It does not matter. We can't just go downstairs and do it. So. No, we can't. Olivia would spray us with a water hose. Make, yeah. Make us leave anyway. But yeah, it was uh, 77 when we came in here. And you know what? That's for, not that bad. And for a lot of people, 77 might be like, well, what the fuck, man? That's what I set my thermostat on. But we're we're bougie, man. We we, yeah. we like it cooler, and we're used to it being cooler. Because, mm-hmm. you know, call us soft if you want to, but we like to be comfortable. All right, well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. Well, this is episode number 160. Wow. We're in the 160s now, Jack. That's a big milestone. It's uh, <laughs> it's another one. 60 is always overlooked. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm seven years away from 60, so 60 yeah. might be pretty significant when I reach that. If I was you, I wouldn't have said that. I didn't like hearing it come out of my mouth, but uh, it's... It's math that I can do, so it came to came to my mind. Fair. All right, ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts because it's lobby time with Vincent Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mugging Lobby. It's time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. Okay, so after recording last week's episode, and then at the very end, we looked up what uh, Chris and Erica scored uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop. (laughs) You know, I I felt a little weird about my 60, and uh, since they both gave it um, basically a a 35 and a a 15, something like that, I think. I thought it was a 25 and a 30. Okay, somewhere around there, somewhere around there. So what I kind of want to do really quick is I kind of want to look through other movies that I scored let's say 55 to 65 and see how Paul Blart Mall Cop fits in with those. And if at the end, I still feel okay with, with my score. So I just kind of want to roll through some of these real quick and just kind of see, see what my thoughts are. So uh, we got Iron Eagle of 56. I I think that's about the same as Paul Blart. We got American Werewolf in London, 59. Sorry. Can you repeat that? American Werewolf. In London, 59. I think that's comparable to Paul Blart Mall Cop. No, that movie was like a fucking four. You gave it a 48. That movie sucked. Let's see. We got a uh, a police academy with a 50. 
I I, uh, I think I can rank uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop a little ahead of that. Boondock Saints a sixty. No, that movie was cool. Mm, that movie was not cool. I uh, yeah, right there with Paul Blart Mall Cop. That's bullshit. Um, Midsummer. I like Midsummer a little better now that I've seen it several times. Midsummer has a great feel to it. It does not have a great feel well, to it. Not great as in it's a beautiful movie. Good emotions, but that that movie it's so atmospheric and you get absorbed into the feeling of it. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of parts of it feel terrible, but it just has that feeling. I don't know. That movie's powerful. Yeah. It but the- it's just very bad to watch the colors and cinematography were were fantastic on that and it's it's a beautifully filmed film um which i i think is a little bit better than paul blart mall cop so yeah definitely um zathura 60 <laughs> zathura is a bad movie comparable paul blart was better you gave zathura 60 also i know that movie sucked a bittersweet life i gave it a 55 so I would rather watch Paul Blart Mall Cop again than A Bittersweet Life. A Bittersweet Life was a mega fail. And thank God every Korean movie besides Peninsula that we've <laughs> picked after that has been way better. And then the last one I have on there where the comparable score is Venom. I gave it a 61, and I totally agree. I like that movie. That uh, Yeah, you gave it a 90, but Paul Blart Mall Cop right up there with Venom. I don't think we'll ever watch the second one on here. I hope uh, but, uh, but I'd like to watch the second one. As Woody Harrelson. I know, but Woody his Harrelson character looks so stupid. Guy. They gave him like orange hair. He looks dumb. <laughs> no, it's He's just going to turn into some other venom that's bigger He's, and red and he, stupid, and they're going to have the same fight. Did and, you just say that because you already knew? No. So no, he's, no, I'm falling asleep already. You telling he's me He's a serial it. killer. Okay. And they keep him in this cage, and he, I, he somehow gets the same venom shit where he's like a symbiote bound to him or whatever, and he's red, and it's called Carnage. Okay. Yeah, so it's Carnage versus Venom. All right. Those are two cool names. You got to give it that. I give it that. (laughs) And so, yeah, they fight. So I'm sticking to my guns. I'm I'm okay with Paul Blart Mall Cop being a 60, especially based on all these movies ranked around the same. I I saw this on on TikTok the other day, and I just thought it was funny. And I just wonder how many women know it, and uh, I I want you to hear it too. Okay. On today's installation of Things That Women May Not Know About Men, sometimes when a man goes to pee, the pee hole has stuck together in one spot. And for the first few seconds, when he starts to pee, it shoots off in two different directions. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Do women not know that? And also that when it's hot... Your nuts can stick to one of your legs, and that's why you got to walk it out and walk all bow-legged and weird, maybe shake a leg, and all the adjusting that goes on. But the thing with with the whole peeing thing, your your head, the what are they called? Urethra. I almost wanted to call it the lips, the penis lips. <laughs> that's not us. I mean, if it were to talk, those would be the lips. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes it sticks together a little bit. And yeah, the pee does go in different directions, or it's like you got your thumb over the end of a hose, and you don't know when this is going to happen. It just no. happens, and you yeah. have to go into fucking uh, emergency mode and I've, try to yeah. try to keep it from getting on the wall and on the, on the toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Now, we know if we recently came that that's probably going to happen, and so we, we can sit down. I've never come before. But <laughs> there... Probably two dozen pocket pussies would uh, beg to differ on that. That is an overestimation. 
I'm not a hoe. You've probably come once today, and you were at work for five hours. I, I was And with not, me the rest of the time. Yeah, I was did not come today. You didn't jack it at work? No. Have you ever jacked it at work? No. You've never got paid for coming? No, absolutely not. We've already talked about this. Okay. But yeah, it, it just... It just, it's like a sneak attack and uh, you don't know that that's what's going to happen and it happens and, and uh, panic sets in. Yeah. That's fucking terrible. I, I saw something else that I, I saved on TikTok to, to show you, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to play it. it. It's a nurse and she's taking videos of herself farting and it just says, just here to show you how a nurse farts. And it's just her laying in different positions. Every time she farts, she smiles and opens her mouth, which is kind of weird. But I just want you to hear a nurse's farts. So she's speaking for every nurse. This is how a nurse farts. Yeah. No, you're I guess. just dressed as a nurse. This is how you fart. Look, she's got a stethoscope on, so, oh, so she's it's, it's got to be true. Yeah. Ew. Her farts were nasty. They were nasty. Did you see her face every time she farted? She already She'd, like, had open her, her mouth. She already had it open, and she would shut her mouth after. Probably just to not let that horrible, nauseous gas get in. Those are definitely ones you can taste. <laughs> oh, without air. a doubt. Those were gross. I know. Like, bassy and... Those were, like, fucking fat, patriotic old man with his shirt off in the garage drinking... Fucking a twenty-four pack of cores. Those are that <laughs> that guy's fart. Yep, <laughs> she was. Uh, yeah, she did not look like she would fart. But then again, anyone can fart anyway. I know. You'd be. I know. <laughs> and so we've talked about it on here before, and people give me shit. But I, I've heard my wife fart like maybe twice ever, and I just, I, I would be horrified. Like if we just decided, you know what, let's just fart in front of each other all the time. And those are the ones. Oh my she gosh, I'd be horrified. <laughs> I mean, those farts were gross. Those are like Shrek farts, right? <laughs> yes. Or they, maybe they. Speaking of Shrek, it sounds like in some sort of cartoon, the that would have been the sound effect they would have used for a horse or a donkey. <laughs> yep. And their tail would go up. Like when they farted, it sound those were like sound effect farts. They really are. She, she could get hired for that. Definitely a, a horse or donkey fart for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next, I don't check our email very often, but I checked it the other day, and I got a sweet email from Erica. Uh, those that you don't know, Erica and Chris are are uh, well, of course you know you listen to us. We we fawn over them all the time. Yeah. There are podcasting BFFs over at the Film Stripping Podcast, and, and I did hear from I did hear from Chris uh, today saying that they've tried to get together and uh, and maybe record just a little bit to kind of just kind of get something out there because the the masses want to know yeah. how, how things are going since they they recently took a break uh, because they they brought a new member to their family and so we put together a little care package for them um, some books that we used to read y'all when, when y'all were kids I think the going to bed book by Sandra Boing, Boynton I think and and the 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 stupid good night moon I think we might have sent that to which <laughs> I'll die on the hill that that book is stupid, but kids love it for some reason. So. And it's it's simple. I know. It has good art, and it was very calming. That was a book that I found very calming. Really? Yeah. Okay. Just 
very simple. This good night blank, and you look at that picture, and on the next page it's like good night blank and blank, and you just look at that picture, and it just it looks so nice. All right, so if I pick a movie today and it has an ending that you hate, and you start getting riled up about it, I'm just going to go grab that book and I'm going to read it to you, and I'm going to I'm going to bring you back down, uh, back to level. <laughs> okay. But we also sent them a uh, movie mug and bib. And a movie mug and onesie that says Team Jack, Team Jack, Team Jack on it. And that's a good one. They did send uh they did send some pictures. No way. All right, here uh here he is in his Team Jack onesie. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh here he is in his movie mug and bib. Wow. So cute. Awesome. This one I'm pretty sure he just let a fart. Uh, yeah. it look like? He looks like it for sure. He squeezed one out. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so that's awesome. I want to see those stained up. I want to see them used. Well, love. and you know what? That's I wrote them a little letter with it, <laughs> and I said something to the effect that uh, I don't even care if he wears the the Team Jack onesie. Like, you know, some some moms are very particular about what their kids wear. You know, uh, I wouldn't be caught dead in that. He only wears Gucci. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I said, you know, I don't even care if he ever wears the, the Team Jack onesie, but I still want him to spit up on it. That's that's okay. my goal. Fuck Spit you. up on that as much as possible. But okay. she says thank you in all caps. So much for all the baby gifts. Here's our little guy wearing the dope merch. I read the books to him almost every day and always remind him who the books are from. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uncle Vince and Uncle Jack. Uh-huh. But I have to say <laughs> that the butt book is our favorite. Team Jack, because that's the one that you picked out. Yeah. It has it has like, you know those books that'll have like some of them, you, you turn the pages, and it'll be like a chicken feathers or something that's There's real soft. There's a hole, uh-huh. and the butt pokes out of the front, and you turn the page. The hole goes all the way through the uh-huh. book, and it's this butt on a bunch of different animals, and you can just kind of... It's like, you know those mouse pads where the mouse actually goes? It's like an anime girl, and there's a wrist rest, but it's boobs, so your wrist goes in like the cleavage. Why would I know that? I, I You're on the internet. I figured maybe you've seen it. Those things, I mean, they're memed on a bunch. They're it's stupid. I, everyone secretly kind of wants one. Well, I, I know the gel wrist rests. When, yeah, but I've never seen the animated it's boob like one. Boobs, and you can, yeah, it's yeah. it's send, funny. Just send me a pic. And there's butt ones too. It's kind of like that. Like you just kind of push it around, and it's pleasing you just to the smack touch. Smack that shit. We're like talking a silicone butt we're, butt cheeks. We're we're talking about a, a little baby and a little baby book. Okay? That, that and, is and the, you're going straight to book? anime titties. Stop it. That book has adult content. It does not. A fully nude behind. Yeah. That is sexual content. Uh she goes on to say, I'm so grateful for our friendship and all the kindness you guys have shown us. Uh I'm having a blast with our new little guy, but I do miss you guys a ton. Love co-captain Erica. And friend of the pod, uh, their son's name. So, yeah, that's nice. Why wouldn't you say their son's name? They might be kind of private on it, so I'm not going to say Petey's name. Just uh, <laughs> I feel that would be unfair. Petey. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that, Erica. We we appreciate you guys, and I, and I'm glad that you uh, enjoying the stuff. And and I'm, uh, it's uh, it's an honor to see our. Uh, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and call myself a, a godfather. So it's yeah, a, Godfather's yeah. better than Uncle. I just yeah, know. we're we're the the two Godfathers. Yeah. It's it's just it's heartwarming to see our our Godson um, wearing movie <laughs> mug and gear. I never understood what is the point of Godfathers and Godchildren. We talked about it before. I, I I mentioned that I am a Godfather to a girl named Whitney who's in her thirties now. Oh yeah, I remember. And I I feel like I've been a terrible Godfather. <laughs> I'm shirking my duties, even though I have no idea what they are. 
You know? She, I don't even know if she knows like, I exist. Godfathers don't have duties. But Godfathers, like in movies, they're very, very important. And yeah, and they love their family more than anything. Right? They do. <laughs> they'll kill for their family. Yeah. And they'll talk with a weird accent. Mm-hmm. They always dress nice to impress. Wear nice rings that people kiss. <laughs> All right. I could get into this. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah, go be your Godfather. The Godfather you're always meant to be. Yeah. All right, Whitney, if you're out there, I'm going to find you. (laughs) You should be like, you'll see Papa soon. Yeah, I'm going to have somebody drive me in a limo over there. Can I be uh, someone's god daddy? I think that's something different. (laughs) Once I track her down, I'm going to have somebody drive me over there in a limo. They're going to go knock on the door and ask her to come out. Then they're going to open the door. I'm going to get out, and I'm going to walk up and say, you ever need anything at all? (laughs) Anything at all, you say the word. Anybody gives you shit? Anybody at all? Let me know. I'm your godfather, okay? I was, think, I was thinking more fully blacked out windows, and you hear the knock, and you roll it down, and she sees you. And okay, yeah. You have, like, some champagne. and No, godfathers don't drink champagne. Well, the, I might well, smoke then, a cigar. Well, I mean, if you're going to hire a limo, pretty sure godfathers don't ride in limos either. Godfathers don't drive themselves. Well, yeah, but they're not going to get in a limo. Well, are we going to pull up in a Buick Skylark? No, it would be better if Fucking you were in the passenger seat of a hearse. No. A blacked out hearse. No. You're like, I'll put your enemies in the back. Gee, you're a shitty godfather. That's obvious. So I, I think Chris and Erica well, should fucking excommunicate just, you from godfathership. If you're going to rent a suit and you're going to rent a limo just to fucking give the perception that you have any sort of wealth, mm-hmm. then why wouldn't you drink champagne too and have a disco ball and a bunch of 22-year-old girls in the back with you? Because that's not what godfathers are about, man. I'm going to give her the perception of a badass godfather, and then oh, let me, let's be real. I won't see her again ever after that. <laughs> yeah, okay? that's true. I'll just check in on her every now and then. Just think of you yeah. every day. All right, next in my email, you know, I think somebody might be reaching out to us for sponsorship. So let, let me let me read this email really? and and see what you think. It, it that's it's what it feels like to me. Okay, interesting. All right, so this is from um, Rockhard, also known as Kim eight seven eight at dodo dot com dot au. So it's Australian. Yeah, and and the title is Naughty Milf rides eighteen African cocks. Hot wife rides eighteen African monstrous cocks. Okay, so just listen. Okay, I know, I know. You two porn videos. One is a re-upload, and they changed the title a little bit. Just last summer, he and his wife decided to pay a visit to one of the most sacred tribes in Africa, the legendary Sombas. They've been known for quite some time now by the elites and the scientific community for their special elongation method. For many years, decades in fact, many people have been trying to learn the insights of this ritual, but with no luck. Until this guy came and did the most unthinkable thing. He gave his wife in exchange for the growth secret. (laughs) It was incredible. In fact, they filmed the whole thing and documented every step of this ritual. Be careful. This should be used wisely because it grows your member by four to seven inches in a few weeks. In fact, it already created some monsters out there. Oh, and if you wonder if the African tribe fellows scored on the white chick, the answer is yes. That's why I said you have to see this. So there's a, uh, a little thing you click on, and I think they may want us to be the sponsors of the elongation secret. That's what I'm gathering from this, okay? I haven't clicked on the link yet. Don't click on but, that But link. I have a feeling we just put in our information, and then they'll send us a, a contract of how much they're going to pay us. And right here on Movie Muggin, 
we will give you a discount code on how to uh, elongate your penis by four to seven inches, which was proven by the Sambas ritual. (laughs) I mean, how do you how do you You, read that? I really thought that that was like someone was like trying to sponsor us, and I was like kind of like surprised, taken aback. A little bit. What and is then it? Then? You said like AKA like Kim two seven eight seven, and I was like, "Fuck! Like this is stupid." Well, I'm gonna shoot her an email back and, and just no, see. She's a bot. She's either a bot or someone fucking across the fucking globe just sending us shit to emails. We got another one from uh, Amy and Matt at dodo.com.au. Okay, dodo.com. Um, the title is "Can Six Any Girl Six Squirt." I hesitate to send you this. Like coconut water, turmeric, and coronavirus, squirting is having its moment. Squirting is when fluid comes gushing out of a woman's vagina, often accompanied by intense orgasms. It's like having a super soaker between your legs, but not for kids, of course. She can't do it by herself. Vibrators won't hit the mark. That's one big reason she needs your jackhammer. Few guys know how. That's why when you show her the way, she'll become addicted to you for life. She needs Jack's hammer. And then it says, how to make a woman squirt even if she thinks she can't. Looks like some kind of link, and then it says your name at the bottom. So maybe this could be another sponsorship opportunity where we can give a discount code to where men can go to the website and in the, the promo code, type in Movie Muggin or Vincent Jack or something. I don't know. We, we're, still gonna, we're still going to have to work out the details on that. And then they will get the secrets to uh, unlocking how to get a woman to to squirt with her super soaker. How about just soaker. Google it and get it for free? They're, they're secrets, man. That stuff's just not out there on the internet for you to learn. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it is. So clearly, we're, uh, we're about to make it into some sponsorship. And with the sound of both of those, very lucrative. Yeah. Very, very lucrative. I mean, come money on. Money making opportunities for just two guys like us. I mean, Gary and Eric will be all over that in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially Gary. Gary is going to want to grow his member four to seven inches and want to learn how to make a girl squirt. So that's already two sales right there. No, it's going to be three sales because he's going to have to go do the secret twice, unlock the secret twice. He's not happy with seven, <laughs> he's going to pay twice. Well, let's just call it four times because he's going to want to be sporting a good movie mug and shirt yep, while, while he's true. doing it. That's true. We may have to make like a, a movie mug and cock sock for uh, his his long member. I don't think the website you go through has cock sock capabilities. Maybe you could crochet one for him. I'm not going to learn how to crochet <laughs> just to make a cock sock for Gary. If Gary did learn the secret uh, ritual of the Sambas tribe and he were able to grow his dick another seven inches long. Next time he comes on the show, would you like to see it? Yes. Okay. All right. I would not want another seven inches, though. That, yeah. would, just, that would be horrible for me. I know. An eight and a half inch dick would be pretty bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. It would, it would be fucking terrible having a massive anaconda penis. I would just want it to, if it did get hard, not to grow anymore, just to kind of fill up. You know, at, at eight and a half inches well, or whatever it is. Okay, so whenever you think, whenever you do the secret, are you thinking you get another seven inches added to your soft penis? Yes. <laughs> I was thinking it would grow a certain amount sh- uh, soft, so it would be bigger soft, and then when you got hard, it would be bigger hard as well. I, I never thought of <laughs> just <laughs> having a massive fucking... 
snake for a penis, and then when you get hard, it just inflates. It doesn't grow any longer. I feel like it. that would be best. But no, that wouldn't be best. But I've also heard that past a certain point, if your dick is like past a certain point in length, then you don't get fully erect because your like heart can't support it or something. It sounds like bullshit now that I just said it out loud. No, I can uh, I can attest. It's uh, yeah, your buddy it's... in the army, <laughs> the Mississippi black snake. It kind of felt soft up Jeez. in your ass. Yeah, I mean that would just suck to be a dude. <laughs> fucking can't get his dick all the way hard, no matter what he does. A Viagra would probably do it. Well, I didn't mean to get here, but I did read a story the other day, so I'd like to uh, go over it in in the news with Jack. Hey, Jack, have you ever seen the uh, picture of uh, they grew a human ear on a rat? No. Oh, really? No. Yeah, they, so they somehow, I mean, it, it's science, and I don't, obviously I don't understand science, but they grew a human ear onto a rat, and then they took it off the rat and actually put it on a, a human's head. Why don't they just grow it on the human's head instead? Well, I don't think they could. How couldn't they? Wouldn't it be easier to grow... A human body part on a human than not a fucking rat? I don't know. It might have been legal issues. Well, either that... Because if you do a random experiment testing on a human, it's uh, not as ethical as doing it on a rat. So more than likely, it was new science, and so they were practicing. Maybe now they can just grow it on your head. I don't know. That's weird. I'm going to show you a picture real quick of the ear on rat. <laughs> what? For, I mean, I keep picturing it on, like right where the rat's ear would be. I'm assuming I'm sorely mistaken. Yeah, it's on his back. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, they they grew it human ear. And they just cut it off. Yeah, I, I don't know that the rat survived. But, I mean, uh, they probably just killed yeah. the rat. They probably just put it in a bag and. But you know that's that's. <laughs> did <what> you... <laughs> I did not kill the, uh, the 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 rat with an ear on its back. We're not going back there, Jack. You killed the other two rats. I already had to they fucking. I already normal. had to pay off Peta. All right, look, here's another one. Why does it have three? <laughs> That's Photoshop. I was about to say, they look like bacon. All right, so the reason that I bring this up is, uh, here's a story. It says, father, 47 years old, whose penis fell off due to a blood infection. It's on his arm. Reveals how he lived with a new one attached to his arm for six years. And he says he burned it while cooking and hit relatives in the face with his genitals while hugging them. Yes, I, I saw that. And I I saw a video, I don't know if it's real or fake or what, where the guy like had his sleeves up and they're like talking to him or something. Why why six years? Oh, you gotta grow it. Well, grow it on my dick area then. <laughs> oh, but like you it, still have to be able to pee and stuff. It would it would make a lot I it would probably make sex a lot easier, you know? Cause it's it's harder to use full body motion and hump or whatever. So you could just, but you could just, you could <laughs> just do one of these, fist and fuck at the same time. It didn't grow in his hand. Yeah, it was on his like in the middle of his arm. Did you see pictures of it? I, I saw like a video, but it could have been fake. It the dick looked really weird. Okay, so I guess some things happened to his life, and he ended up on the streets and addicted to uh, drugs, and. Uh, I guess he got an abscess on his dick, and it resulted in blood poisoning. And then one day he said he went to the toilet and it fell off. And then he went to the the hospital, 
Medics built him a penis that was attached to his arm due to surgery complications. Six years later, he has spoken out about how it has finally been reattached in position. All right, uh, I'm not going to read anymore, but they, they went on to, to reattach it. And now his, his dick actually has a little more length to it, too, so that, that worked out. So let's just say that's you. And your penis fell off one day when you were about to go to the bathroom. You just, you know, you just grab it to aim and it just comes off in your hand. It just fell off. And they say, Jack, good news. We can help you to where you'll have a penis back one day. And uh, matter of fact, we're going to grow you a new one, but not in a lab. We're going to uh, grow it on your forearm. And you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to have it growing on your forearm for six years. Are you down with that? I don't like wearing long sleeves. (sighs) I'd be like, doctor, please, can you just grow it where it's supposed to be? No, our technology can only grow the penis on your arm. That would be a, some good years to lose out on, too. I'm 21, six years of growing. Yeah. You're not going to be fucking. I feel like a lot of fucking in a person's life happens between 21 and 27. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would and agree. I, those, are, those are some of the prime years. I just don't even want to answer this question. I but, mean, yeah, I would love to have my dick back. Okay. Sure, put it on my arm. Okay. <laughs> That's fucked up. Those scientists are assholes. What's the difference? I don't know. You know, like, yeah, we got to put it on your arm. We can't put it on a spot that makes just way more sense. Like where? Other than your... Right where my dick fell no, off. Other than, other than that area. Not right your... Right underneath no, where my not... dick fell off. And your taint? Right, no. right above no. where my dick fell off? They can't put it anywhere on your midsection area, front or back. Okay, so where else would I like it? You, well, if you don't want it on like right on your thigh. forearm. No, it has to get sunlight every now and then. No, it doesn't. Yes, you it does. You made that up. Did not. Yes, you did. The things don't grow in the dark. <sighs> Shut the fuck <laughs> they up. Need yes, sunlight. They, do. they do not. The plants need sunlight. My dick is not having photosynthesis. But there's a reason why... They grew it on his arm. Like they Why? couldn't. Well, I don't know. They couldn't grow it anywhere else. Science, Jack. You can grow it anywhere else. Then, uh, then uh, really? Why your arm? You think they wouldn't have tried somewhere else if they could have? I, I maybe. I would hope. You think the doctors got together and said, "Man, we're gonna fuck this guy over." But man. they we're really put it right on his arm. Yeah, do it, man. I dare you. They couldn't have put it like on the side of his leg or something. How about near my ankle? I can put a sock over it. All right. They're like, okay, here's, here's the deal, Jack. We can, we can put it on your arm. We can grow it on the back of your neck. We can grow it uh, under your arm, or we can grow it on your knee, or we can grow it on the, on the very top of your foot. <laughs> <coughs> um, I would choose under my arm because if there's no balls, uh, that's a secluded spot. Yeah. Um, well, shit, it might show through some short sleeves. Yeah, <laughs> it totally would. <laughs> no, no, if it's under my arm, I would put it through here, like down my side. I'd yeah. put it down my side. But then you forget and wave at somebody one day, and then you put your arm down, uh, and your little dick falls out of the <laughs> out of the sleeve. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely put it there. It's the most concealable. I don't have to change my wardrobe at all. And also, even though it's in a cramped spot, there's no nuts, so it won't hurt. So it's all fun and games and good. Behind your knee. (laughs) That'd be a bad one. Yeah. Out your belly button. (sighs) I guess maybe on your cheek would be like the very worst place to have to grow your dick or or like the middle of your forehead. Right. (laughs) Right underneath your chin. (laughs) So when you talk, it 
wags a bunch. You could grow a long beard, though. Or like... <laughs> you could just, just have it in, in the middle? No, it, it, you wouldn't even be able to see it. Would it be no, the dick? Is, is the dick behind the yeah, beard? Or is yeah, yeah. Or do no, you kind of wrap it? No, it's... Like, it's, you know, like... When in a movie like I Am Legend, nature overtakes man. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that. It just kind of weaves around it. No, I'm 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 growing a ZZ Top beard. It'd be pretty bad if it was growing in the back of your throat. Yeah, I mean that'd be the worst one. I mean, or out your butthole. You fart, and it's like one of those uh, directional flags. <laughs> or maybe maybe your calf would be the best place to to grow a new dick. Or just fucking grow it on a rat. Let the rat wander around with my dick on it for, for a long yeah. time. I could come Don't see it, it every now it. and then. Like Don't it, let it nibble it. Like please. it could live in my house, and I could give it one of those little wheels to run on, and I could be like, hey, look at my dick go, man. Damn. Dick drinking from one of those little little water things with <laughs> yeah, a silver the tube. hamster tube, yep. whatever. <sighs> That'd be cute. What would you name the rat? And all signs indicate Richard, but that's too unoriginal. I don't know. I don't care. And that was In the News with Jack. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. So this movie came out in 1993. Okay. It's rated R. It is two hours and one minute. 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb, and 88% of Google users like this movie. So let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. A woman is seen in a television and one breast is visible, naked and brief. Uh, Dick's roommate, Floyd, is a stoner who sits on the couch all day. He's high for all of his screen time, clearly smokes a joint in one scene, and takes a hit off a bong in another scene. What did you say this was rated? R. Oh, okay. And there are 234 uses of fuck, 12 uses of shit, 16 uses of ass, 12 uses of hell, 9 uses of damn, 9 uses of bitch, 5 uses of whore, 5 uses of pussy, 5 uses of a racial slur, 4 uses of dick, 4 uses of Jesus, 3 uses of asshole, 2 uses of uh, another uh, slur, 2 uses of balls, 2 uses of cocksucker, 1 use of bastard, and also some sexual dialogue. I'm very disappointed that they included the use of balls <laughs> in the profanity section. This is the Mormon mothers, Jack. But clearly not. Even, not. not even Mormons care about balls. Sure they do. Um, if, so if their kid's playing with two balls and they're like, Mom, I'm playing with my balls, they're going to lock their kid in the room under the stairs in the pitch black? No, they're going to take them outside and stone them. <laughs> oh. And then they will not get to wear the special Mormon underwear, and they won't be one of the 144,000 or so that actually get to go to Mormon heaven. What is a special Mormon underwear? The uh, the Mormons have some special Mormon underwear. It's coming to my attention. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Well, you have an ex-Mormon friend, right? Yeah. You'll have to ask him about it. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I'm it, going to. He uh, denounced the Mormon church, correct? Yes. Was it smart. Was there a special ceremony that he had to do to get out of the Mormon church, or did he just check a box that said, I'm out? Uh, I think he probably just stopped going. All right, we may have to have him on the show one day, and he can tell us his uh, his Mormon stories. <laughs> he can at least tell us about the, the special underwear, because if he was a Mormon for a long time, he knows about special Mormon underwear. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he didn't leave until later high school. Did you ever see him with a pair of special Mormon underwear when y'all were changing for cross-country? No, I didn't. Okay, well, he has them somewhere. Okay, interesting. All right, Jack, this movie is called True Romance. I wish it was True Grit 2. 
Oh, wait a minute. Is that, uh, hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's Elton John. What's this movie about? I really want to know what you think it's about. All right, Jack, what is this movie about? So clearly it's called True Romance, and there's a stoner. So that means there's a main character with two to three friends, one being the stoner friend who hits a bong and smokes a joint in multiple scenes, whatever. I already told you that. Yeah. So he has, yeah, the diverse friend group and likes a girl. I don't know. That's all, all I could ever think of for this. So what genre of movie do you think it is? Probably action thriller. <laughs> Based on what I just told you? Based off the title, for sure. <laughs> True romance. Yeah, it's definitely not a rom-com. All right, so you think it's about a friend group, one of them that does drugs all the time, and somebody likes a girl. And it's, it's an action it's, thriller. It's the, <laughs> it's the stereotypes. You know, every friend group in a movie that I feel like this movie is going to be, there's the fucking, the Paul Blart of the group, the one they all make fun of for being fat. There's the stoner. There's the preppy one. There's the more risky guy, you know, who he has detention in Saturday school, but he doesn't care. He's too busy getting chicks. Uh, all I got is a, f a friend group that follows all the stereotypes a movie friend group does. That's an action thriller. Yeah. A lot totally. of diehard type stunts. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 1993's True Romance. Yep. Let me give it the 50 Cent Tour. This movie is about a young couple who get together one night uh, one of them is played by Christian Slater. His name is in the movie Clarence. Clarence, not often a hero's name. <laughs> Definitely not. And he gets set up with a call girl named Alabama, mm -hmm. which I like that name. Yeah. And later on, Clarence finds out that it was a setup to get together with Alabama, but they somehow fall in love after one night. Mm -hmm. Alabama talks about her old pimp, and. Uh, Clarence has some mental health issues where he hears uh, the voice of Elvis and Presley. sees Elvis. Yeah, and Elvis is basically uh, egging him on to go kill Alabama's old pimp, which... Well, I forgot his name. Drexel. Drexel. Played yeah. by the great Gary Oldman. He can do anything, man. He really can. <laughs> and he's always going to be a villain. He can't do anything. He can't be the hero. I just won't allow that. <laughs> no. But any villain archetype you want... He'll do it. He will. If I was to make a movie and I needed a villain in it, he is at the top of my list. Yeah, I actually really liked uh, Christopher Walken as a villain in this movie, too. I was really disappointed that he wasn't in it after the one part he was in. Yeah. Well, let, let's get to the cast here in a little bit because... It was the, a star cast. The names kept popping up on the screen and Jack was like, what? Holy shit. <laughs> I oh, know that. What? Oh, I know him, too. Yeah. I was expecting it to end after, like, two big names. Uh-huh. And then, like, four or five more big names that I could match a face to came on. Yeah, yeah. And there was names where I was like, oh, I know that name. I don't, just don't know who it is. And I told you not to get too excited because most of them don't have a whole lot of screen time. But, I mean, it just means that the extras in the movie were excellent. <laughs> yes, they were. You know? We, they, you know they what? had Christopher Walken had, like, a maybe 10-minute sequence in the movie, and he is... Probably the most memorable part of the movie. One of them. How about 
we do a regular bucket of chicken here toward the end, and then maybe we do a, uh, a another bucket of chicken for the extra. Okay. So Elvis talks him into going and uh, killing Alabama's pimp, which is Drexel, played by the great Gary Oldman. With dreads. You, yeah. Are like, real? I don't know. He no way. Good with them. <laughs> he did. I've always thought dreads were so cool. Grow them, man. I don't know. Why not? Uh, it's a lot of maintenance, right? Get, at uh, least at the start, to get them started. I don't know how it is. Do you wash them? I've heard I don't that you think don't. you do. Which would be perfect for you, because you don't like taking showers anyway. <laughs> and, and, and Yeah, I like to take showers, but I don't want to get up and go shower. Yeah. You know? Only when you're having, like, a rap concert, okay, you want to take a yeah, shower. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Jack take, Fair. Jack does a rap. There was one time I, I almost fell in the shower because you were pretending I was to rap in my head, because I knew all the words. Uh-huh. And if you know all the words to a song, you automatically perform it every time you hear it. So you were in the shower... Were you, were you kind of squatted, like, microphone in so, one hand and doing your other hand out like you're scratching a record? No. And rapping? Never, never no. scratching a record. Well, what did it look like, you I, rapping so in the shower? I had the mic in my uh-huh. right hand. I don't remember what my left hand's doing. Grabbing I, your crotch? Absolutely no. It was not grabbing my crotch. Pinching? It was the penis like Michael Jackson? The penis. When you were eight? It was not up my butt. I know you're going to say that next. No? And I was not doing your incessant three-fingered... <laughs> Point but downs when I'm rapping. Do, throw up the peace sign, pull out your thumb, and then strain it. And he's if I'm rapping, if I'm rapping, I can't not move my hand like that. Yeah, like I can't cringe. not. So every time I've rapped on the show, he does. I just I have to yeah. do my hand like that. It's just terrible. But it's good rapping. It's though, unbearable. Right? So I I am such a vivid daydreamer. Mm-hmm. I get into my daydreams to where. If I have a really good one, I can just feel pretty good for the rest of the day. I don't know. They just affect me. This one, I was on stage with them, and I like got close to the crowd, and I almost fell down and died. <laughs> I almost uh, knocked myself out in the shower and drowned. So did your daydream end with getting a hand job from a groupie? <laughs> no, it ended with me almost falling and fucking myself uh. up in the shower. The great thing is that's been in with the last five years. That that we're not talking about ten year old yeah, Jack this, pretending to be a famous rapper in the but shower. Ten year old Jack did pretend to do fucking concerts and dance yeah. and all that stuff. I don't think I've ever done concerts and dances or pretended to be something like that. I've I've definitely had some arguments in the shower. Yeah, before. I, I've had arguments. I've definitely done a lot of head banging in the shower. Mm-hmm. No more concerts. I think that was the last concert. That that was. One of the only concerts of my teenhood, uh, I would say. Okay. Yeah, even at 20 and 21, I haven't done a concert in the shower. Well, you barely got out alive, so I don't, I don't blame you. There's That's there's scary. a risk-reward there. Yeah, I taste. I got a taste of the life, but I had to get out. It wasn't for me. <laughs> so what he really went there for to talk to Drexel was to say, you know what, Alabama's no longer with you. She's my wife. I'm taking her and uh, handed him an envelope and said, this is everything um, that I'm going to give you for her to compensate. Yeah, all the money. And the envelope had nothing in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he uh, ends up killing Drexel after a, a pretty good fight. And Drexel's right-hand man. Uh-huh, big guy. And uh, then he yells to one of the other ladies, uh, get Alabama's shit, put it in a suitcase. So he takes the suitcase, he takes it back to uh, the motel, and it's full of cocaine. Yeah. Lots of cocaine. Big time. Supposedly uncut cocaine. Yeah. So he goes to his dad's house. He, uh, 
I don't really remember the reason he went to his dad's house, but he, he went to his dad's house. Well, he went to his dad's house because he was paranoid. And oh, he was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hey, you used to be a cop. Do you have any cop friends that could look into what happened there and see if they're onto me at all? Mm-hmm. That's true. And they weren't. And so uh, he goes off to L.A. to meet his friend because his friend supposedly has some connections in Hollywood where he can sell this coke in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Um, the mafia wants their, uh, wants their drugs. Yeah, because the mafia's drugs. And one of the things that uh, Clarence did was uh, he ended up leaving his driver's license at, uh, at the place where he killed what Drexel. Well, Drexel beat his ass and took his wallet and took it out so he could find out where Alabama was. I would be such a good criminal. I, but after you shot somebody and you're freaking out, you're wanting to get the fuck out of there, you're not necessarily going to remember. You probably are concussed not also. Not necessarily. And okay. yes, I understand. And I, I guess everyone would say what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. I really think I would fucking cover my tracks. Like, yeah, everybody I'm, thinks clearly after they just got their ass beat and then shot and murdered a couple people. It's yeah. one thing to leave DNA, but it's another to leave your whole ass driver's license with all the information anyone needs to know about you on it. Were there still a lot of people in that room and the rooms next to it? What, uh, where he went and shot the guys? Yeah. No. Didn't look like when there were a he lot walked of into there. that room. When he walked in, there, there were was, a ton of people. Yeah, and when okay, when he was getting ready to go, it looked like it thinned out. Well, it probably thinned out some, but when you walk in and there's that many people, and then there's some murdering and shit going on, and you want to get the fuck out of there, you don't know how many other people he's got in there. I just want to get That's the fuck true. out. I just yeah. want to get the fuck out. So I'm okay with him leaving that there. They figure out who he is. The mafia does, and they go over and they uh, Christopher Walken. Tries to get Clarence's dad to tell him where he went, and then we have a whole back and forth between those two. He ends up killing his dad. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. What a great, what a well-written scene. Yeah, so then they find out that they went to California, so they chase him out to California where he's trying to sell his drugs, and then uh, the cops get involved and find out about the drugs and the big drug deal that's going to go down, and the mafia finds out about it. And uh, then you have what's, uh, I don't know why it's called this, but it's called a Mexican standoff where just kind of everybody is pointing their weapons at each other yeah, and the, you don't really know what's going to happen. And, and I apologize if, if that has uh, some kind of derogatory meaning, but that's the only way that, that I know. That's what anyone, like everyone calls it. Yeah, yeah. We don't know why it's called that. Yeah, but exactly. I don't know why it wouldn't just be called a standoff. Yeah, I don't either. I think you can just call it a standoff. Yeah, but and maybe I should have. It's always Mexican standoff that comes to mind. Well, it sounds cooler, too. It does sound cooler. Yeah. So in the end, like I said, there's a Mexican standoff between the mafia, the uh, guy's security who's about to buy the drugs, and the police, and you got uh, Alabama just kind of in the middle of what's about to be a lot mm-hmm. of shooting. And uh, there's a big shootout in the end, and everybody dies except for Alabama and Clarence. And they get away with the uh, $200,000 that they were going to make for selling the cocaine. If Clarence died in this movie, is getting like a five. Yeah, you thought he was going to die because he got shot right in the eye. Yeah, you got to be lucky to get shot in the eye and live. I've seen pictures before like of x-rays where there's been like a metal rebar through somebody's head. Yeah. And they lived. And I, it's it's just crazy because I guess if it just goes through like the, like the perfect area, maybe they can pull it out and the brain kind of repairs itself. I saw you remember the show I shouldn't be alive. Yeah, um, there's some crazy shit on there. But in this one, this lady's husband was like dragging her through the house and shot her in the head, and like somehow she lived. One of the there was like a canal in her brain. Wow, and a bullet went through it. 
Like it was a canal was already there. Yes. Like, like perfectly a, a made natu- for that moment. Yes. And a bullet went through it. Wow. All right. Let's see what the internet has to say. A comic book nerd and Elvis fanatic played by Christian Slater and a prostitute named Alabama played by Patricia Arquette fall in love. Clarence breaks the news to her pimp and ends up killing him. He grabs a suitcase of cocaine on his way out, thinking it's Alabama's clothing. The two hit the road for California, hoping to sell the cocaine, but the mob is soon after them. So there was a sex scene between uh, Alabama and Clarence. Mm -hmm. Did that sex scene remind you of anything? Yes, of course. Top Gun. Uh, What were the similarities? Because it was dark silhouettes and she was licking his hairy belly. Would you believe that this movie was directed by Tony Scott, who also directed Top Gun? I thought you said it was Quentin Tarantino movie. It was written by Quentin Tarantino. Okay. It didn't have his style on it, but it still did have his style on it. It's, I could tell. Yeah, he could have easily made this movie. He would have just made it more bloody, maybe a little more funny. Yeah, th- it was very Tarantino-ish, but yeah. he wrote the screenplay for it, and then he sold it for $50,000, and then he used that money to make Reservoir Dogs, which uh, skyrocketed him to where he made Pulp Fiction. I want to see Reservoir Dogs. I've seen one scene from it. I know it's not as action-y as like Pulp Fiction. It's more boring, more dialogue. Yeah. But, I mean, does the song Stuck in the Middle with You mean anything? Uh, yeah, it means... That scene looked fucking cool. And that made me want to watch the movie. I, I, I've seen not all of it. I know he cuts the dude's ear off. And, and the guy who cut off the dude's ear played one of the cops in here, Michael Madsen. And he also plays in Kill Bill. Yeah, he's the cowboy. Mm-hmm. I don't remember him in this movie. Yeah, he was, he was the main cop. Who was yelling the whole time? Yeah, okay. yeah. And then Christopher Penn, the other cop who was also in Footloose, yeah. was also in Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Yeah, so there's a... I like how there's a shared cast in uh a lot of the movies. uh Uh-huh. Just like... um, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Who was also in this. Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was only in the the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood one that I've seen. And he's fucking fantastic in that one. (laughs) He was great in the movie. He's tripping on... (laughs) Fucking it sounds so blissful to smoke a joint dipped in acid. And it could turn bad, obviously. Yeah. And that's... Just how drugs work, especially acid. Like a box of chocolates. But it's always sounded so blissful just to go on a walk with your dog with a joint dipped in acid and then come home and kill the shit out of people and let your dog eat someone. (laughs) Yep, that sounds blissful. (laughs) Yeah, that'll definitely make your trip uh, keep going good. So yeah, Tony Scott directed this and directed Top Gun. So and, He likes and a good blue sex scene. He really does. Even if I wouldn't have known that that's who directed this, that sex scene kind of gives it away. Yeah, it's very similar. Except I don't remember what the lady in Top Gun looked like, but I'll always remember how this lady looked like. She was so hot. So what do you think of Christian Slater? I like him, but I feel like he's kind of your Pearl Jam. Like, you can only listen to, like, three Pearl Jam songs before you don't listen to them for a long time. I feel like he's kind of like that. I really like him, but there's something about him. He's so seemingly eccentric, and I feel like the main words to describe him is just Christian Slater. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't know. There's just something about him that I... Maybe off-putting? Mildly off-putting? Yep. Not very off-putting, 
But enough off. But I didn't really. At the beginning, it was weird for me to watch him be with the girl. I don't know why. He's he's good looking. Uh-huh. He's he's not the greatest looking, but I'd say he's above average. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 At least I would like too. A, if we're gonna rate him on like a celebrity scale one to ten, I'd say he's a solid like seven point eight. Mm. I mean, seven seven point five to seven point eight. He's pretty good looking. Okay. Okay. But there's, it's, I, I can't put my finger on it. I can't either. I've seen him before. There's a show called Mr. Robot with uh, Rami, Rami Malik. You know him? Yeah. Yeah, he, great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in that together a lot in the first season. And he's just he's so weird and spontaneous in that movie or that show. And I feel like that's just perfect for him. This was a really good character for him, I feel like, because I feel like he really is spontaneous, unpredictable. A little bit of a maniac. It's very believable. I don't know yeah. his mannerisms, his voice, just everything about him screams that he that he is hiding something. I find him to be off-putting as well, and I can't put my finger on exactly what it is either. I like him, but I don't like him. I, I would say I like him like ninety percent, and ten percent I don't. And that 10% is strong enough. It's it, a strong 10%. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I really, really do like this guy. So 10% shouldn't be a big deal. But this 10% has like big ass muscles yep. and just keeps shoving the 90% to the side. Yeah. Like, look at me. Look at me. I know. It's like, well, I don't even know what I'm looking at, but I, it's I know. freaking me out. I, I think if I were to really sit down and write it down, I might say, well, his voice kind of drives me crazy a little bit. Maybe his eyebrows drive me crazy a little bit. <laughs> and his I, voice, you could pick it out from anyone. Yeah. He's just... <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I've always struggled with my relationship with him in movies. <laughs> There's been several movies that, that he's in, and, and they're on my list, but I've kind of held off because... I'm apprehensive about watching a movie with Christian Slater in it for some reason. Even though I enjoy the movies, I think I would prefer somebody else taking his role. But who? I don't know. Well, so I, I, I looked up. He's, he's, he's 52, by the way. So I, I looked up some actors in their 50s, and I just want to go down some real quick just to see what you think, if any of these might have been better in this movie. Okay. I have a feeling I'm going to say no to all of them. All right. Brad Pitt. He's already... He, I know. No. I know. Tom Cruise. No. Um, Will Smith. No. Fuck Rob, no. Fuck Will Smith. <laughs> I still like Will Smith. He had a, he had a moment of weakness, okay? Uh, yeah, pretty Everybody does. big one. Everybody does. Um, Robert Downey Jr. I've only seen him as Iron Man and a bully in Weird Science. Johnny Depp. I've, oddly enough, I haven't seen... Hardly any Johnny Depp movies. Okay, but you are familiar with Johnny Depp. But not the kind of characters he plays okay. and how he acts in movies. Uh, Keanu Reeves? Absolutely not. Really? Um, because I'm also trying to imagine them being crazy. He He's crazy as fuck in this movie. Like, imagine like Tom Cruise being in his place and Tom Cruise talking to Elvis. Or Brad Pitt talking to Elvis. It just doesn't work. Nicolas Cage. I hate him. I love him and I hate him. Like the I <laughs> he's a train wreck basically. I had a feeling I would say no because he's Christian Slater sells 
maybe not badass, but he sells, I am smart and I am crazy and unpredictable. And the character of Clarence, maybe not super smart because he didn't throw away the Coke as soon as he found out he had Coke. Certainly unpredictable and certainly crazy. And Christian Slater just has a way of selling that. I think he's really good at selling crazy as well. I still don't like him. (laughs) 10%, but that 10% is a huge 10%. Yeah. And and if I made a movie, he would not be in it. I would want to try and fit him into some would you kind really? of movie. No. I just, I love the way he can sell crazy. I just ate that shit up. I, I loved him in this movie. I absolutely loved him in this movie. You know, like he's just that guy. All right, so let's talk about the cast real quick. I, I'd, I'd forgotten to do that earlier. All right, so we got Christian Slater, we got Patricia Arquette, we got Gary Oldman, we got oh. Dennis Hopper, Christopher Walken, Who's Brad Dennis Pitt. Hopper? Dennis Hopper was the dad. He's oh. he's a big fucking movie star. I know you haven't really heard of him or seen his movies, but he was huge. Val Kilmer. The fuck was Val Kilmer in this? I saw it in the credits, and I was like, I hope he's not in much because I don't want to look at him. It said he's a mentor. I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, yeah, he. I never saw him in the movie. James Gandolfini, which was the one who beat up Alabama really bad. Samuel L. Jackson, Michael Rappaport, Christopher Penn. Who's Christopher Penn? He is the uh, the guy from Footloose and... Uh, oh, the cop yeah. in this movie? Okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, you know what? I was wrong earlier about Michael Madsen. Um, that was Tom Sizemore, which is basically Michael Madsen. They're, they're almost one and the same. Holy shit. Val Kilmer played Elvis Presley in this. <laughs> oh. Wow. I, I, he did a great job. I mean, for all he had oh. to do was talk like him, but he, the whole snap and like the two-finger point at the mirror or whatever, the, the, he had the Elvis mojo for sure. So he was in a movie, a, a comedy called Top Secret, where he played a singer like Elvis, and he had all the moves and and all that shit. So, so he was just a, a oh how in. fucking great! And of course, Tony Scott loves him because he was Iceman and, and Top Gun. Yeah, uh, he could have got fucking anybody to do that, but he got Val fucking Kilmer to that's play funny. Elvis when you never really even see enough of him to know that's Val Kilmer. It's just weird that so many of these big big stars had smaller roles. That makes me really, really happy that Val Kilmer played Elvis. That really, really makes me happy. I loved Brad Pitt in this movie. Yeah. He was just mega stoner, talked like a surfer. He never left the one spot he was in in the movie, which was on a couch by the front door. And he would, fucking mobsters would knock on the door and he'd try to be helpful because he didn't know anything. He'd be like, uh, oh yeah, I do know them. And it's like, well, do you know where they are? He'd pause for a while and, uh, the Sunrise Motel or whatever. And it's just, he was so funny. He did a great job. He'd get happy with himself when he remembered the right answer. Yeah. And, you know, this was pretty early in Brad Pitt's career, but I still... I want to see Fight Club really, really bad. Almost picked it today. You should have. I mean, this is a great movie. Almost picked it today. But I, I I need to see that. Because it comes up in conversation because friends have seen it. Everyone has seen it. It's a movie everybody knows. I gotta see it. All right, you know what? Let's just get into favorite parts, and I'm sure we'll talk more about the movie during that. Man. Um, well, I loved Christopher Walken scene. 
they they show up to uh, Clarence's dad's house and they interrogate him. And I really I kind of thought his dad was gonna spill the beans because he knew everything. He didn't say shit. He got socked real bad in the face like twice, and they put a knife and dragged it across his palm and then poured alcohol on it. And he was a beast because he was just like, ah! And that's as long as he fucking cried out in pain and anything. Oh, and Christopher Walken, he offered him a cigarette right at the beginning, and he's like, yeah, no thanks. The dad said, no thanks. And then later, before he realized, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to die, he's like, I'll take that cigarette now. And I knew immediately, like, okay, he's just a bona fide badass. I know what he's doing. He says this whole story about how Sicilians are just, it is a really racist story. Um, but it was perfect to piss off the Sicilian gangsters. He's just smoking the story. Both parties are laughing. But you know Christopher Walken's fucking fuming, and his blood is boiling. And he finishes telling the story. It gets a little quiet, and uh, he's not really smoking the cigarette as much. And he gets shot in the head twice, falls over, like falls backwards in his chair, and Christopher Walken is just keeps shooting him. He's like, I haven't killed someone since 1984. But, I mean, in an interrogation where you either spill the beans and get your family killed and get really fucked up in the process anyway, or you just die. He he chose the right way. He got the last laugh, I would say. I mean, getting killed kind of trumps it a little bit. A little bit. But he, those guys will never forget him. Christopher Walken will forever hate him. Well, and and he he dodged more torture. Yeah, yeah. He He ended it quick. He was very smart to do that because if you get shot in the head twice you're not going to feel that compared to kneecapped, compared to having your toes broken, maybe your fingers broken. It's just infinitely more punishment in sitting there and getting tortured powerless. So you talk a lot about uh, Dennis Hopper in that scene, and and he was fantastic. But Christopher Walken in that scene, Uh, just the cool, calm, and collected, and the way he talked to him, nobody can deliver lines like Christopher Walken. That guy is incredible. And we're going to watch Pulp Fiction again sometime, but but the scene with the watch and bringing back the watch to the to the kiddo it, it is just amazing. I don't even remember just who was in that movie. Listening to Christopher Walken speak <laughs> is just fantastic. I would I would love to have Christopher Walken on the show along with Morgan Freeman and you and I could just sit here and Samuel ask questions and and just listen to them talk to each other. I agree with that, but also with that scene, so well written. Mm-hmm. It was so fluid. I love how Christopher Walken's character wasn't just like every other cookie cutter interrogation with torture, you know? No, he was cool. Where he would make these threats, like if you keep, uh, he didn't say this exactly, but along the lines of, if you don't tell me what I want to know, I'm going to fuck you up bad. And then. He wouldn't immediately fuck him up bad whenever he didn't tell him what he wanted to know. Because that's, I feel like torture scenes are so, they're so focused on making it volatile and visceral of instant, you disobeyed me, I'm going to chop your fingers off. Yeah, yeah. And there's blood and tons of screaming and begging. I love how this one was. It was two adults. One wanted to know something and he was asking somebody who knew it. 
to please say it or he'd fuck him up. But I love that he sat there and he listened to the story in completion. Because mm-hmm. any other movie, they would, you motherfucker, tell me what I want to know. And putting a, a, hitting them with a hammer in their, their hand. Ah, tell me now. And, and he also, he started laughing. Yeah. When he told the story and got up and kind of gave him a kiss before he shot he, him. No, he gave him a full-on smooch on the cheek. Uh-huh. Like, this was unlike any torture interrogation scene I've ever seen in a movie. And I think every movie's and torture interrogation should be like this one. <laughs> it was just, this is the gold standard. That was just amazing. It was fantastic. My favorite part was um, when uh, Clarence went to go kill Drexel. The oh, pimp, that too. Which was Gary Oldman. And Gary Oldman is sizing him up. And there's this uh, light that's on a chain that kind of swings. And Gary Oldman would say something and he would swing the light and put it right on, uh, um, on Clarence. Mm-hmm. And... Like, he thought he had him figured out. He, he asked him if he wanted something to eat, and he said no. And, uh, and he didn't want to sit down. Either. Yeah, and so he's like, dude, I already got you figured out, man. You, you, you're you too scared to sit down and have something to eat, and you didn't even notice that there's boobs on the TV because you're just so focused on me, and you won't sit down and all these you're things. Scared. You're yeah, scared. Yeah, and, and he keeps just tossing this light his way and stuff, and then... Uh, I mean, Gary Oldman's just fantastic at it. He's yeah, he's got he's got dreads. He's got like grill. He's got yeah. The, he's got the like the outline. One of his, his eyes is like blind and fucked, and, and he's got scars all over his face. And uh, he he killed some people earlier, it, almost just because. Yeah, he killed Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, he did. Samuel L. Jackson had what like a line? No, he had, and he had he a got handful. Blown back with uh-huh, the body. Uh huh. Like he thinks he has Clarence figured out, but then Clarence is like. I'm not eating because I'm not hungry. I don't want to sit down because I don't like you. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, and then he said exactly what movie was on TV, and he I barely saw even it seven years ago. Yeah, and then uh, and then there was a great fight between them, and and Clarence is getting his ass kicked, and it, it's bad. It's he did going some ass whooping too. It, it's going really really bad, but then he, he finally gets his gun out and uh, he he shoots him and blows him away. Yeah, it was a uh, it was, was a really a nice revolver. It was a great scene. I loved that fight because Marty, which was Gary Oldman's basically biggie, is holding him back so Gary Oldman can just keep punching him. He's not even punching him in the stomach like a bully would. He's beating him in the face. But then, so good. He shot Gary Oldman in the dick. So Gary Oldman falls down, is bleeding everywhere, and then he shoots Marty just like twice or something in like the chest. And then he stands up, and Gary Oldman has his eyes closed and is freaking out. He's like, open your fucking eyes. Like, look at me, you bitch. As soon as he opens his eyes, he starts shooting him in the head. And it's like, damn. There was also, gosh, what a fight between James Gandolfini and Alabama. Holy shit, yeah. He was fucking her up. Just throwing her against the wall, punching her. her in the face. He threw her into the shower, broke glass everywhere. She took a... Um, a fucking one of those, what are the Swiss army knife or the corkscrew, yeah. put it in his foot. Um, she kept telling him to fuck off. She kept flipping him and off. Laughing and got her, a lot. Yes. And then he, he threw her in the shower and she rubbed some, what, some soap in his eyes. And then 
finally just slammed his head with the top of a, a toilet tank, and it. But it was a. It went well, for a long shot time. Him. It went for a long, long time. So there were some definitely some good fights in this. Stabbed him in the back with the corkscrew, then killed him with his own shotgun. Then when she ran out of ammo, she kept beating his head with the butt of the shotgun, swinging it like you're chopping firewood. This made me think of Joker and Harley Quinn. I I got that because you remember the line in Suicide Squad, maybe you don't, when it's showing them at the Joker and Harley Quinn at like the bar, club, whatever, and they were like, so whoever's narrating was, she was his queen, and like whoever dared mess with the queen would get fucked up. Like, And she was crazy. Christian Slater was batshit in this movie too. And I, I wasn't sure what this movie was going to turn into. I thought maybe more of like a Bonnie Clyde adventure. You know, where they go around like Honey Bunny and that one guy and they're just fucking nuts mm-hmm. and just go be nuts everywhere and do crime. They could have done that. They were they were crazy enough to to sell the, the crime spree duo that dies in a shootout holding each other's hands because they were so just ridiculously madly in love. And they were both just crazy enough to meet one night and then that morning, go to the courtroom and get married. Like, they were both just freaks of nature that were just impulsive as ever. Because if I was either of them and they they brought home the Coke, I'm like, dude, throw it out the window. Get it out of here as fast mm-hmm. as possible. What if there's a tracker in there? I'm not going to dig through it to look. Throw that out. Maybe keep one of them, but throw the... <laughs> no, I would, I would never, especially if I got it there where I killed somebody and you know he's a dealer, if I got it there, fuck no, I am never going to fucking take that. All right, bucket of chicken. (sighs) Christian Slater. Really? I I love how he can sell the sweet talking. Because when he's like, give me the phone, so he could talk to the guy he's trying to sell to, he immediately disguised everything as... I have this really big movie, and I'm trying to sell you the idea for X amount. So it's like cover talk, where even if the cop thinks it's about Coke, they can't prove it, so you're fine. It's I love listening to people do that. And the fact that he was just so swift, he never thought about anything he did. He just knew and then did it. I guess that's his character, but he sold it. He sold it perfectly. I don't think anyone else could have played his character. He did, but I still don't like him you're 70 30 you're not 90 10 my 90 10 i really fucking like no i'm okay so you you keep saying i don't like him because i I don't i I, I just don't i I really like him he's he's just a little off-putting he's off-putting he's okay so i'll i'll say i'm i'm in the 80s percent (laughs) like him I, I, it's hard to explain and i feel like other people out there feel the same way about him no he's nobody's favorite actor I'll go on a limb and, and say even his his sister likes an actor better than him. His parents, yeah, are caught cheering louder for somebody. Yeah, the, exactly. The I don't know, you, he's one hundred percent. He's off putting in some way, definitely. All right, my bucket of chicken is going to go to Quentin Tarantino for writing this, and then uh, getting the fifty grand and going on to do Reservoir Dogs, which allowed him to do Pulp Fiction, which allowed him to do Jackie Brown and Django and Kill and Bill all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Quentin Tarantino. All right, now you want to do the uh, extra bucket of chicken for the uh, the the small parts in this. Gary Oldman. Okay. Obviously, I mean, he was he had a bigger role than 
most of the other superstars who were in small roles in this movie. But he was just fantastic, man. He can play anything he wants. He can. Uh, second place probably would have been Brad. What about Christopher Walken? I forgot. Yeah, Christopher Walken is very, very close second. And then it would have been Brad Pitt and then like Samuel L. Jackson just because he was dressed cool. Mm-hmm. And he was Samuel L. Jackson. He got to drop a, a couple F-bombs before he was yeah. just killed, man. Too Adam, soon. Yeah. Yeah, I got to give it to Gary Oldman, too. Uh, Christopher Walken was was fantastic, but Gary Oldman, holy shit, he was phenomenal. And normally, the movies I've seen him in, he just, I mean, you can picture Gary Oldman. His, his hair's a little greasy, and it's uh, its its not kept very well, not styled, and um, he looks like he's just snorted some coke, and he's kind of on that, that crazy high, and he's in a suit. And that's normal bad guy Gary Oldman. You don't normally see him and dressed dress. like he was dressed in this one. And it, it was so great. He just pulled it off so well. The way he talked. <laughs> yes. We need to search out some more Gary Oldman movies to have Absolutely. on the show. And then have him in studio. He is fantastic. All right. It is score time. I'm giving it 100. Are you? <laughs> it's, I, I have such a love and hate for movies with a horrible downfall. And this movie wasn't that bad. It was pretty bad watching Alabama get just beaten to a pulp. Man. That was really rough. Yeah. I think that was the lowest it got. Just the stress of like, how many parties are going to be in on this shit? Like, how many fucking people is there after this Coke? Like, ugh. It's just so stressful. But it had a good ending. And when you just think about how many great actors were in this and how there wasn't a single bad scene in this movie. This was basically two hours and one minute of film gold, I would say. I mean, wow, great scenes, great script, great casting, great characters. There just really wasn't anything wrong. Well, I thought you'd give it a 98. I didn't think it was going to be 100 for you, but I, I knew it'd this be high. This is 100. I knew it was going to be high. Uh, I'm giving it a 92. Damn! I said 96. And it's a 92 because, yeah, you talked about that uh, Christian Slater needed to be off-putting in this movie, but Christian Slater is off-putting in every single movie that he's in. And and it's he wasn't doing it for this movie. That's just who he is. And, and that's it, why and it, it's so perfect. But it bothers me. Look, I, I can't say who would have been better in this movie. I don't know if anybody could have been better in this movie because I think no. he fit the role perfectly, but I just don't like him like him. <laughs> uh, again, this movie's been in my list for a long, long time, and there's another one that he's in that he stars in that I've almost played a bunch of times too, but bottom line is I didn't want to sit through a Christian Slater movie. I urge you to play more. I have one. From the 80s. It's a Christian Slater movie. Yeah. He's in another one called, uh, like, Gleam the Cube, where he's a skateboarder. <laughs> I could not... It was weird enough to see him with black hair yeah. in this movie, because he obviously does not have black hair. It's probably not even him. It's probably a stunt double. And then, uh, you know, he he shows up on, on the board Man. With, a, with a cut. At work, we talk about Turbo falling down the stairs all the time. <laughs> Didn't even look like him at all. I know. From a uh, break into Electric Boogaloo. 
stunt double. Man. Like they didn't even like try. They did. They just saw this guy walking by the stairs and turned the uh, turbo's actor is like, no, nah, I, I please, like, can we delay this? And the guy's like, I'll do it. They paid, <laughs> like, we'll pay ten bucks. They paid a homeless guy here. Put these on, and then <laughs> yeah. they pushed him down the stairs. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It's just they didn't. Yeah, they didn't even try. I, like I, the the uh, to me the. Base value of getting a stunt double is that they're the same frame and a hair can be fixed. You can get a wig, whatever, and same skin tone. And near the, the same who, age, maybe. The, the guy who fell down was older than him, bigger than him, and darker than him. And, and yeah. it was like, and they didn't oh get the hair right either. <laughs> no, it was like, oh my gosh, it was <sighs> terrible. Yeah. But, you even like see his face a little bit I know. when he's rolling. Like <laughs> they didn't try to shoot it from an angle to somehow try and salvage. That was an unsalvageable well, how, scene. How don't many, get me wrong. How many cameras do you think they had for with that budget? They they only well, had like two ways to film it, and they couldn't film that again. I mean, yeah, they couldn't afford to pay him again. Then why wouldn't they try and make the their one shot they can capture actually half decent? Uh, yeah, and if, it's a good question. Maybe they that was like at the end of filming. Where they film that scene, and they're like, "Is that good enough?" And the guy's like, "Dude, it's a l- <laughs> break into electric boogaloo. What <laughs> good, do you expect?" Good point. What, like, are we really gonna? It's a wrap. Try that hard? Yeah. Lord knows I wouldn't if I was on the crew of Break Into Electric Boogaloo. I'd love to be on that crew. <laughs> that would have been funny. All right, you got anything else for this uh, episode number 160 of Movie Muggin? I don't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, thank you for tuning in to episode number 160 of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. If you want to, and you know you do, go over to our website, moviemuggin.com, and we have lots of links over there. Number one, you can listen to episodes over there. Did you know that? So uh, bring it up in your cubicle and uh, find one of them that you haven't heard before and press play on it, right? Um, you can also go to some of our links over there. We have one that you can, uh, submit a question for Ask Jack. We have another one where you can look up all the movies we've mugged in alphabetical order to see if we've done your favorite movie. And you, uh, can click on another one that will take you to our merch store. I haven't made anything new in a while, but maybe by the time you hear this, I will have. I still have to make the, you're lucky I'm on lithium and Seroquel shirt. And we ask you that if you do enjoy listening to Movie Muggin, tell a friend. We want to grow the show. Fuck yeah. Share the love, okay? Other people deserve to hear Vince and Jack talk about movies a little bit and and other shit a little bit. Yeah. Okay? We feel like we make the world a better place, and if you're not sharing that, then uh, shame on you. You really want the world to stay like it is? We're a household necessity at this point. We really are. We really are. A vital part of growing up. Yeah. So tell Alexa when you go to your friend's house to, to play it. And she'll play it, and they'll be like, wait, don't, uh, oh, what's this? Wait, would Alexa play us? Yeah. Like a Google Home? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, man, share us, please. Well, all right. Thanks again for listening. You have yourself a movie mugging day. See you. Take that cock out of your mouth.